0: Hey guys, it is Jordan. Before we get to the show, I wanted to remind you guys to go to speaktruthwithoutfear.com. Speaktruthwithoutfear.com. You're going to click on the red community button and then register for free for our community event next Wednesday. Night, 7 p.m. It's gonna be awesome. Don't forget, leave a review and subscribe to the podcast if you ha- if you haven't yet. We got Ross the boss back. We have a guest named Mike Yoder. He's a lawyer. This is the Speak Truth Without Fear podcast. What is going on guys? It is Jordan and we got in the house. Yeah, back. Boy. yeah boy. Yeah boy, Ross the boss. Do, 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 do boss. I can't do it like you, bro. Do, 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 do boss. <laughs> um, Ross has been busy this last week. He, he wasn't with us on Wednesday when yeah. uh...
1: wife had a baby. Third <laughs> one in the house in the living room.
0: In the house, in the living room. Yep,
1: had a home birth, dude, with the midwives. Wow, first son.
0: Is that is this your your guys' first home birth?
1: Uh, yep. Yeah, the first two were in the hospital.
0: Did you? Which experience was better?
1: Oh, uh, home birth by far. Really? By far, dude. Oh my gosh, so much easier. No annoying nurses. You know, after your wife gives birth, she's normally really, really, you know, obviously tired from the event. And usually, what happens for the next twenty-four to like thirty-six hours is a series of nurses and doctors come and do rounds on you, where they wake you up every thirty-five to forty-five minutes to be like, "Okay, how's everything?" Huh? And huh? And then, they're like, <laughs> Here. And then they bu- and then they bump the door with the cart with the food, and it's loud, and it's like, "Oh, we just got them to sleep," you know. And yeah. then you have to eat their food, and you are annoyed. So yeah, it's it's been great, dude. Literally, had the baby, doctor, you know, the midwife took care of everything. Made sure, you know, medically everything's good. And then what do you have? I, my mom came and picked up the kids. And then it's me, Erica, the newborn and everything we're used to. Oh, that's awesome. No COVID crap. No, you know, anything.
0: That's amazing. And you guys had a son, your first son. First son, man.
1: First son.
0: I told on the podcast on Tuesday, I was cracking on giving a little joke. Or was it on podcast or the live? I'm like, yeah, so Ross had his baby. Everyone congratulate him. And everyone was like, oh my gosh, yes. I was like, this is the funny thing. I, I, I was going to wait... I wasn't going to say this, but I'm just going to say it anyways. And you can give him crap. I am like, what's his name? And, and Ross's response was, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't named him yet. Yeah, I, like, you... I didn't at that point. But then, uh, Topher, Oh no, this was last night. And then Topher oh. last night was, um, this actually was last night cause Topher was on. And he's like, well to, 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 to Ross's defense, me and my wife, we did the same thing with all of our kids. We It took us three days to actually name them after they were birthed and, he goes, because you don't know, you really don't know in your gut what your son's name is until you meet him for the first time. And I was like, you know what? Touche. So I stand right. I stand corrected. So what did you end up naming him?
1: Uh, I can't say on the podcast yet. Oh, uh,
0: you can't say yet? No, nope, right. I can't. I
1: can't say it anywhere yet.
0: My wife uh, made
1: me promise that I wouldn't say it because we're trying uh, it out for a day. <laughs> You know, to calling them it and seeing if we're like this feels stupid. You
0: know? Okay. So. Well, then we'll hold off. We will hold off on on the actual name. Um, but here, that was our intro for now. Real quick, truth dot com. We're excited. We, next Wednesday night, we're having our second Speak Truth Without Fear community event. It's absolutely free. There's a, des- there's a description in this um, in the dis- yeah. There's a link in this description for this podcast click the link it'll take you straight there to register or you can just go to our website speaktruthwithoutfear.com click on the red community button at the top you can register register there for free uh, we're really excited we're st- Ross there is 250 people registered for this already so yeah so it's it's uh we're excited it's going to be good it, we're going to be off the Instagram platform but you weren't on the podcast on Wednesday. We had Kongman fill in, and this was the day that everything would broke. We had some really big break- Well, every week we have new breaking news. And I haven't got to talk to you about these first two leaks with Project Veritas. Um, we are going to have a guest come on here in, a, in about 20 minutes, Mike Yoder. He's a lawyer. Uh, he's going to be announcing a lawsuit that he just dropped today against the VIA administration that has to do with what we're kind of talking about. So f- leak number one, we heard what we heard. A doctor, what is her name? Doctor Maria Gonzalez. Uh, she works. She's a federal doctor for the Department of Health and Human Services. A federal employee. Quote: This is bullshit. Now he or yeah. Now he has a congestive congested heart failure due to the COVID vaccine. But now the government, what are they going to do? They're going to blame the vaccine and they're going to shove it under the mat. Did wow. you get to see this uh, leak, leak that happened on Monday night?
1: Uh, yeah, I saw it. Um, I was impressed by that one. Because it was like the people now, I don't know how high up these people are that are talking in the whole system, but like if they know about it and aren't saying something you're complicit with like, people are dying because of what's happening. That's not like sort of bad. That's not like you're cheating taxpayers out of 370 bucks or something that's complicit with ending human lives. Yep. So this should be really serious to
0: everybody. Yeah, I and mean, you had – it wasn't just like a doctor and a nurse. There was three doctors having a conversation about this. And two of the doctors were mad and pissed off about the vaccine. And then there was a guy. He was sitting there and he's and he was kind of defending it. And when they were discussing – they were discussing about the reporting to VAERS. And they were like, no one's reporting it because it takes too dang long. It takes like 30 minutes to fill out a VAERS report or for these adverse um, trials or re, uh, side effects, these bad side effects. And, um, he's like, well, it's not that they're not reporting it or they're not purporting it. They're just, it takes too long. And so I'm like, yeah, this is the issue. This happened. This lady wore a camera for three days. If in three days in this one hospital, you had two different people have horrible, one died and one had actual issues. In, and you had these doctors talk about it just in these two to three days. What else is going around, not all over the world, but all over the country in every right. single hospital? Um, I wanted to play one clip from uh, that, that first leak real quick, and I want to get your take on it, Ross. This is a United States government identification. I'm looking at the CDC website. It says that you're required to report adverse events following vaccinations. One of those would be uh, congestive heart failure. That's a huge one. Were there other instances
2: that they, they didn't report? Oh, I've seen dozens of people come in with an adverse reaction. Yeah, it's really sad. She had just come back from surgery, from leave. So, so what are we looking at here? You're looking at. So, you,
0: I mean, you had. Oh, Electra, Me. Let it keep going.
2: Transferring her um, to uh, a higher level of care that could handle her condition.
0: And this is a, col- a colleague at your hospital who got sick.
2: She didn't want to take it because of her religious beliefs.
0: She did not want to take it because of her religious beliefs. And they were carting her in on video. I mean, this is one person in one hospital that happened just in a matter of two or three days of this her being this nurse being under cover. And we're I'm not shocked. I don't think you're even shocked. No. Because it's just proving everything that we have been talking about, saying about the conspiracies. It's proving the conspiracy, um, over and over again. And uh Again, it just shows that the system is broken. And she goes on to say later on, she says that the CD. She goes, "We are dealing with good versus evil." My coworker got sick, and she was coerced in it. The FDC, I mean the FDA, the CDC. They are supposed to be protecting us, and they are lying to us. It's just, uh, and and dude, I don't, I don't understand. I mean, the world we're living in right now, you don't know who to trust. These institutions and um, these organizations have been placed by the federal government to protect us. They obviously are not. We saw leak number two let down, would you say? Would you say leak number two is a letdown? Uh,
1: yeah. In fact, I think I have to go on the record here and go false <laughs> advertising, James O'Keefe. Like, no offense to you, bro. You've done a lot of great, great things, but hyping up that that you were going to call it devastating to say that it was going to be devastating. And then to come out with a, you're like the FDA, it's going to do something that's devastating dude. people were expecting a nuke and everybody was talking about it. And then all it really ends up being is an overweight gay dude who is like (laughs) a low level employee at the FDA, just talking trash about just talking trash about, you know, unvaccinated people a little bit here and there. Stuff that like, quite honestly, like, I probably wouldn't even get the guy fired over. I'd be like, yeah, I mean, that was he was just talking dumb stuff at a bar.
0: It it was a letdown. It was he, yeah, because capital
1: he, L, he, capital <laughs> L letdown. James O'Keefe, you failed on that particular <laughs> one, bro.
0: Yeah, like but the two, first oh, one was fire. Yeah, first one was fire. The second, one, I was like, I mean, I was waiting at my phone. I'm like, oh dude, what yeah, is going bad. to drop? What is going to drop? um i can't i even
1: fast because like once it started about 32 seconds in of the guy talking and i was like oh okay so this uh, that's not good that he works for the fda and he's saying stuff like this that's not good and then i was like i wonder what's gonna happen next and then it just kept going for like nine more minutes of him saying same the same dumb things and And in my head i'm just looking over at james o'keefe like (sighs) what are you doing dude like where you know, and, anyway. and
0: what he said, I mean, there was some really disgusting, big stuff that he said. The thing is, he's like, it felt like he's a, this random dude that works at the bottom of the totem pole for the FDA. It wasn't like I was expecting this executive yeah. to like talk about, yeah. you know, we. Here's, we, here's <laughs> the
1: deal we cut with China for thirty two billion dollars. You know, it, no. it wasn't easy, but we did it. We greased him. You know, and yeah. it turns out to be a, an angry gay dude who's just like i don't like unvaccinated people for 10 minutes and, act, and he happens to work at the fda i'm like bro yeah. i bet you this guy is like a janitor at the fda
0: yeah if you haven't if you uh, need to go on my instagram story and look at the picture i posted i found this meme of fauci and he's like in one of those i don't know in one of those star wars guys they're like really short they look like little monkey things and they they uh Ewoks. what one of their Yes, and he's, there's a blow dart with the vaccine at the end of it but it's Fauci's head on one of those little animals that I was just dying and laughing. I saw it on Twitter. I had to post it.
1: Yeah, because Project Veritas, the guy kept talking about doing blow guns <laughs> with with the actual freaking vaccine in them and just hitting people up.
0: like, what the a- heck is this
1: guy talking about? Well, I, I'm so reading,
0: I took this from the CDC.gov website. I mean, dude, the issue with everything, we're going to bring Yoder on here in about five minutes, but the issue that we have so much that we're being lied to over and over again. Immunity, natural immunity has just disappeared. It's completely, no. we don't talk about it. The media is not allowed to talk about it. We can only talk about the vaccine as being the cure. I, this is from the CDC.gov website, active immunity. Active immunity results when exposure to a disease organism triggers the immune system to produce antibodies to that disease. Exposure to the disease organism can occur through infection with the actual disease uh, resulting in natural immunity or an introduction of a killed or weakened form of the disease organism through vaccination. Either way... If an immune person comes in contact with that disease again in the future, their immune system will recognize it and immediately produce the antibodies to fight it. Active immunity is long-lasting and sometimes life-long protection. This, This is straight. From the cdc. Uh, Bro, send me
1: that link so we can make a funny video. I'll make a funny video on TikTok in five minutes, and I I, will get a million views, hopefully.
0: But this is what – and I will. This this is what I'm talking about, bro. I mean, we – no one's talking –
1: The reason that – so here's the reason this matters. That sentence you just said is common knowledge among every human that's ever had anything in their life related to sickness. Everybody knows it until the last year. And then as soon as the last year rolls around, all of a sudden – All the science is different, and immunity is not immunity, and it can't help you. And so the reason that it even matters is because we had to go to the CDC website to say, look... So, like, here's what conservatives do all the time. We joke them because they violate their own made-up dumb rules. That's why we joke them so much, is because they violate their own made up dumb rules so it's like oh we're only going to say what the cdc says is true we're going to act like that like they're the beacon of morality related to medical decisions okay great let's do that here's what they said and then wait a month it'll change and then you can go now it says something different and we're supposed to pretend that this is the thing so we have unfortunately the left has drawn us into this stupid argument every single time every time there's a dumb argument like voter requiring voter ids rate uh, a racist thing but somehow, when some of the least vaccinated people in the, in, in the, in the United States are black males, and making them get an ID to be able to, uh, or make, making them, uh, what's, what was I saying? Oh, to, to be able to do a vaccine passport, like an ID, that's not racist somehow. And it's like, by y'all's own standards, a month ago, this is evil and complicit with white supremacy. What happened? And it's like, well, pretty soon you have to just be like, this has nothing to do with white supremacy. This has nothing to do with anything. There is a jerk on the other side of the thing. That's just yelling to say those things really loudly because it confuses everybody for six months while we submit in a new area because it seems evil. If we don't, because the moral outcry on their side is louder than the functional, logical outcry on the conservative side. And w- like, and one of the- how's about you close a- the doors to the country <laughs> because COVID's a thing. How about that? It's you know, but it's like, point. that's, that's the logic and conservative side going, don't open the Southern border to millions of people dummies you know and it's just like but that's immoral and wrong and it's like you know what's really wrong is letting them all come here and ruining 300 more million lives because we didn't vet who's coming in
0: well not only that if you you end up doing that you ruin our country and do you know how much our country does good for the rest of the world right Um, and even 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 if you hate
1: america that's fine still one of the most important countries to keep the world going
0: Yep, 100%. Well, I didn't and mean I, to interrupt
1: you consistently. I just had
0: to make that no, point. No, you're like no, dude, this is conversation, man. And again, the reason why they say that passport and the ID was racist in the first place is because they say, you know, there's certain people that are marginalized and they can't afford to get the ID. Why Why don't we just give free voter IDs just like they gave free passports? Like, I don't understand yeah. the, the, the reality. They're just – they're doing this for votes. We know the reason why. Um, and I'm reading, an, I'm looking at an article now that Vice put out a couple of days ago. The title, bro. this yes today, there is no such. It wrote Vice. There is no such thing as natural immunity. And even if you could have, I mean, like, this is insane. And even if you've been lucky thus far, Delta could change that. I mean, that is the title and it's a clickbait article and it goes in and talks more about how delta and even the unvaccinated are being are dying but the leading part on they tweeted this there's no such thing as natural immunity we're being lied to. We're being lied by the media. We're being lied by the, by the politician. This is an entire scam for money, big pharma. We know Yoder, we're about to bring Yoder in here and he's going to be exposing and showing us a lot about into that. He's dropping a huge lawsuit on the Biden admin. We're going to get into it. But before we bring, in, bring him in, I want to play one clip from a doctor, Dr. Leap Lippy. Um She was on MSNBC one year ago, one year ago. And this is this is in October, so this is a couple of weeks before the 81 million votes dead people voted for Joe Biden. Uh, this is what she had to say about the vaccine.
2: You no, know, look, every healthcare professional that you speak with, medical, public health professional, they're all going to say that they're. A- eagerly awaiting a vaccine. There's no question about that. But the issue is that the vaccine, remember this is gonna be a medication that we plan to inoculate into two, 300 million people in this country, not to mention globally. We need absolute reassurance that this medication, this vaccine has uh, undergone all the appropriate um, phases of, of, of clinical trials in terms of safety and efficacy. And um, so as you probably know, the, the vaccines that are undergoing clinical trials right now, phase three, that's that phase where it's testing not only a large number of people, 30, 40,000, but it's not just the number, but it's the timeline. It's monitoring for possible potential adverse events. You can't just notice those things in just 20, 30 days. Um, (laughs) If there are neurologic manifestations, cardiac, rheumatologic, autoimmune, that's going to take months to reveal. And so my concern is that we're really rushing through this vaccine development process. And just to remind your viewers, Katie, the fastest we've ever developed a vaccine for safe delivery into patients has been four years. The fact that we're trying to do this for this novel disease in less than a year, it's, um, it makes a lot of us quite skeptical, Katie.
0: The fastest we've ever successfully produced a vaccine was in four years. And this is why we are all skeptical. One year later, On her bio in Twitter, in huge caps, it says, get vaccinated. And I tweeted her about uh, a couple hours ago, sent her this video and said, this you? And her response was, I have already addressed this. I had to wait for an independent review board decision, which didn't emerge until December 2020. What she meant to say was, I had to wait until Trump was out of the White House because after November, we the independent review happened and now we're okay with the vaccine. And in two months, this changed. What changed? Was there well really? here's here's
1: the thing that didn't change in her own sentence, which is that we don't know the adverse reactions from vaccines until months and months out in some cases. So even though she she pulled back on her other sentiment, that's still a true thing that you should be concerned about, especially something that changes the wiring inside of the way that your mRNA accomplishes its tasks. Um uh, so anyway, yeah. Pretty nuts, dude. I'm excited to hear what Mike's got to say about all this. As far yeah. as what's constitutionally okay, what's not. Well, let's let's the best bring recipes. uh,
0: let's bring Mike in. Let me uh, get this switched over and get him unmuted. Mike, what's going on, brother?
1: What's going on, guys? What's up, Mike? How you doing, man? Good to meet you.
0: We are happy to have you, Mike. Uh, me and Mike, Mike or Yoder, what do you want me to call you?
3: Either or, I get both. Doesn't matter to me. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, last
0: night- That's when I get told by the government. (laughs) Exactly. Um, I would love to definitely have Mike um, introduce himself, but I mean, Mike is, I talked with Mike last night for, he was filling me in on everything that he's been been working on. But Mike, over the course of his entire career, I mean, he's handled hundreds of cases. um, I mean, what's, I mean, You've recovered more than seven million dollars for your clients since two thousand and eighteen. I mean, this dude's a badass. I mean, this guy. I'm looking at this cases. He sued the crap out of Planned Parenthood, District of Columbia, De Blasio. I mean, just Gavin Newsom, all the guys. And he was telling me all the, all the work that he's been doing. But he's been working on something uh, a, for a while now, for these last couple of months. And he sent me some of the documents over. Um, but Yoda, I mean, if you want to quit, do a quick intro, I mean, I kind of introduced yourself already. Um, I would love to hear kind of what we were just talking about at first, you know, what is your perspective from a legal perspective of these, you have these doctors, they're losing their jobs or they're being forced, they're being forced to take these, um, you know, take all of, take these vaccines. If if not, they lose their job. I mean, legally, what, what's your perspective on this?
3: So the biggest issue with this is that, Once there's a level of paranoia or there's a level of anxiety or there's fear, then any sort of logic or reasoning goes out and then we focus on emotion. And when that happens and you lose sight of the law, you lose sight of the Constitution, you start making ad hoc exceptions here and there. It goes back to what I was saying in May of last year, that there's no coronavirus exception in the Constitution. Yet we've seen time and time again the pressure between upholding the law and the weight of society coming down on you for not doing what they agree with, not necessarily what's right, has caused a, a, a situation where there's judges are pigeonholed, especially in states where we have state level judges that are elected versus federal judges that are appointed for life. They don't have the the, the ability really. I mean it, it, they, they do while they're on the bench, but you know they're not going to get elected the following term if they rule against what society's demanding. That's why cancel culture is so big. That's why you have Nicki Minaj in the limelight. but when it goes back to it, it's just really, What does the Constitution say? What is the established law, whether it be precedent or codified statute, both of which supersede an executive order? I mean, just to put the playing field out, why is it that Biden issued an executive order to federal employees and federal contractors, but he didn't issue an executive order to the private sector? He only issued a directive, which is a suggestion. And then OSHA under the Department of Labor is going to come out with this promulgation of some sort of mandate that all employees that work for 100 plus employer uh employee companies have to get vaccinated well why didn't he just make it law if he was able to it's because he can't and he can't do that with the service either he can't do that with the federal government and the employees and 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 people are upset that the law is being followed. That's what I'm struggling with. Is 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 why is it that your agenda is more important than the law?
0: No, it's such a good point. Um, so I mean, you've been working on a lawsuit that I believe you filed today. Um, that kind yep, of yep,
3: I filed it this morning. I, I I brought an action against Biden and the Secretary of Defense over the executive orders that Biden passed on September 9, that were for federal contractors and federal employees, uh, Executive Order 14042 and Executive Order 14043. And then, and, and I also included Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin in the uh, in the action for his uh, military order that he promulgated on, on August 24th, uh, the day after the FDA issued the BLA approval to the Comranity
0: vaccine. Wow, man, this is, I mean, and, and what, so this this drops today what do you think ends up ends up coming about of this entire lawsuit um because you represent you're representing a certain amount of plaintiffs certain military border patrol correct
3: yep i have i have everyone from a border patrol agent to emts to secret service to private sector federal contractors i have some of the most uh you know i, I have captains in the air force i have some of the most decorated people that i can find who also unfortunately, are dealing with medical conditions that they're they're facing the same thing that a mass murderer sentenced to execution faces strapped into a chair. If it gets injected, they die, period, point blank. Their, their conditions are so severe that they are now having to choose between lethal injection or maintaining an employment to feed their family. And not only is it just wrong to the h- highest degree of humanity, but... These are people that actually work for the government, that serve the government, that try to make our country what it is. I mean, one of my one of my plaintiffs is an immigrant. He's a first generation American born citizen. His dad fled communist Poland and defected. And that's when he comes to this country. He loves this country. He's a Border Patrol agent. He's an amazing guy. And he's staring down the barrel of whether he's going to be able to be uh, be. In furtherance of employment with the government, or be or be vaccinated, and and I refuse to. You know, and these are just a small sample. There's there's a lot more people that are affected by this in the government and private sector and our military. But I'm not going to remain idle and just stand back and watch our country be destroyed by authoritarian control. So what do you think? So what do you think the hope is, Mike? For because what
1: it seems from what it seems like to us, it seems like they're pushing into action as many things as they can that may be litigated out a year and 6 months from now so that all oh, y'all shouldn't have been able to do that when you all did but if they can take the if they can tank the country before that justice ever comes back to do anything then i think the people who are paying to have biden in office and all that might kind of still win so what are, what are you expecting what's what's your hope for this
3: the my my overall goal is going to be you know if i can get an injunction issued in the district court I'm Be filing for an emergency TRO and a preliminary injunction, which would essentially think of that as like a pause button. It pauses the ability for the executive orders to continue as as if law. They're not completely uh, eviscerated, but they're they're just paused. It can't be enforced for a certain amount of time being. If I don't win that in the district court, well, the good thing is is that I have the ability now to do what's called an interlocutory appeal, where I'll appeal it right immediately to the D.C. Circuit. Same thing, same project, same procedure that General Flynn went through, where he had the district court with Judge Sullivan denied the motion to dismiss the charges against him. He appealed it up to the D.C. Circuit. The D.C. Circuit reversed and ordered Judge Sullivan to dismiss it. Now, what I don't hope happens is what happened in Flynn's case where Judge Sullivan just completely disregarded the order of the D.C. Circuit, brought it back up on banc, which means all the judges, not just a panel of three, and then they sided with Sullivan and then they had to use mandamus to eventually get General Flynn rightfully exonerated and, and get the charges dropped that the government was trying to. And I think it's important to note there this is, how, this is what we're dealing with. The government itself, in General Flynn's case, said that we don't have the evidence to prevail. The government, the one that's prosecuting, the one that has the burden of proof, beyond a reasonable doubt, is the one saying, Your Honor, sorry, we don't have anything that we can use to get a conviction here, so we're going to dismiss the charges, which is correct. That's the right thing to do as a prosecutor. You don't want to have 100% conviction rate as a prosecutor, because that means, I guarantee you, you're putting innocent people away. But the judge then says, oh opens it up to the floor. Anyone want to write an amicus brief, uh, a friend of the court, let us know what your thoughts and suggestions are and let's just keep it going. That's not a, that, that, that's, that's just wrong. And I don't know what judge I've drawn yet, but if it doesn't work, there, go to the DC circuit, win or lose. I go right up to the Supreme court and I'm going to jam it up as fast as I can.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, I guess that's the thing. A lot of people feel helpless about. They feel like they can't get any control because there is all the litigation and all of it's expensive. Too. If you're a person who has been wronged, you better have a couple hundred Gs sitting by to make sure you can get through the nonsense before you tank. Like I look at Ian, Fifth, Ian Smith Fitness over in uh, over in, you know, the New York area and it's, in Belmar. Yeah, and yeah, I'm cool. and, and I'm like, dang, he's he's getting tanked in the meantime.
3: And that's why that's why I'm doing the litigation for free. Because when you take out the variable that I have to find clients that have certain conditions that qualify that are good plaintiffs and can afford to pay me, you're staring down the barrel as after serving our country either in the military or as a federal employee or even some of these federal contractors that do some of the most important work. And and then I'm going to have the audacity to say that while you're worrying about your life or your occupation, pay me first. It, it's it, it's not something that uh it's it's not something that I can go to bed at night knowing that I'm charging people for doing this because it's just not right and like money comes and goes but our rights don't come back if they do go and we need to preserve that to the highest level once they're gone they're not coming back it's not like they're going to all of a sudden add back into the constitution there's only there's only been what we have what 26 amendments. There, there's only been you know there hasn't even 20 changes to the constitution since 1789 now, So let me go ahead jordan
0: now, one, th- one thing I wanted to bring up real quick is in your lawsuit, we talked about this last night, you know, I, you sent me one snippet of it um, where you basically say that the, the Pfizer vaccine is not FDA approved. You're saying the press release, uh, the emergency use of the product has not been approved or licensed by the FDA but has been authorized by the FDA under the Emergency Youth Authorization to prevent coronavirus. And you're, I believe you're talking about the, um, the BioNTech t- bio and, and the, is it the- Comranity.
3: So, he, so here's, here's the kicker, where you're seeing a lot of statements flutter around, oh, the vaccine is an FDA approved.
0: Yeah, because everyone right now is thinking like, hey, wait, hold on, Jordan. Yoder, the, it's been FDA approved, correct? And you're saying it's not.
3: Well, the problem is, is we're referring to it as an it or a vaccine. There are two vaccines. There are two Pfizer vaccines. People don't understand that there are two different Pfizer vaccines. There is one. We have kept seeing everything on the news saying Pfizer-BioNTech. Those are the two companies. However, what happened was, was that when the FDA issued the approval letter on August 23rd, it approved Comranity. So just use that in your mind is Comranity is the FDA approved vaccine. BioNTech is the the short name of what I used for the one that's actually being used. That is under EUA. The difference is that Comranity doesn't exist yet. It's not available to the public. It's not in the United States. You cannot be injected with a dose of Comranity, the FDA approved vaccine. So what the FDA did was they published a letter saying we've approved Comirnaty? The fi- and then they use language that while saying the the FDA approved uh, or, or the, the the FDA approved Pfizer BioNTech vaccine DVA Comirnaty is approved, and then they'll say like the Pfizer, and tech, Pfizer BioNTech Pfizer BioinTech vaccine has been FDA authorized to be used under EUA, and like they they'll, they, 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 continue switching the narrative. So when you read the language, the trickery with which they, they, they veil the non-FDA approved EUA vaccine, which is BioNTech, which is the only Pfizer vaccine available. And the way that they actually advertise comranity is different. But the the, the problem is, is that they say, well, their formulations are the same, so they can be used interchangeably. They also say, that they the two products are legally distinct with quote-unquote certain differences
1: so what's the difference between the two vaccines i read about this but i didn't quite understand what the difference was between the two vaccines
3: well that's the problem i mean i have i think i have it on here actually if you like if you FOIA the request to see what it is so here's where the problem comes out you you get this right here and the the issue is that that when you FOIA it, the request it, you know there's certain exemptions for FOIA and things like that. Well, this is the problem. Is I don't know if you guys can see this or not, but... So on here, oh, it's backwards.
1: Can you explain this out loud to people who can only hear as well?
3: Yes. So essentially what it is is the fact that on the FDA composition of Comranity, the multi-dose vial, there are 11 ingredients. But if you... Look at the very bottom one. It's got gray highlights over it. and says B4. That's because it's protected under FOIA. There's certain exemptions to FOIA. If you look at the BioNTech vaccine, there's only 10 ingredients. Ah. Also, it's a 2.25 milligram vial. But overall, there are 0.45 milligrams that are redacted that you cannot see what the UNII number is. You cannot see what the ingredient is. So you have no idea. So the vaccine itself, the vaccine that has actually been approved, there are numerous ingredients in this vaccine that you don't know what they are. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm saying that's, that's fine. Because yeah, that's it's fine, approved. but it's
1: not the one with 10 that, that, that the military would have to be getting Correct. right now.
3: So that means that is there something that's added in the vaccine that is approved? And, I, and this is, I don't know the answer to these questions. These are the questions I have. If there are 10 ingredients in the non-FDA approved vaccine and there are 11 ingredients in the FDA approved vaccine. Question one, is the additional ingredient something that makes the vaccine safer and that is why it's approved? Question two, if the vaccine is not any safer with the addition of an extra ingredient, why is it included? Three, if the whole issue, as we've been told this whole time, was to beat coronavirus, why is it that the FDA issued an approval without a condition precedent on it saying that you're not allowed to hide under the veil of trademark, because essentially what this is saying is that because COVID is so bad, we're going to hire a single company who can produce the most vaccines, but then we're not going to allow them to disclose it for other companies to chip in and manufacture the same vaccine so we can get it out more easily and more readily available and
1: cheaper. Right, so so they're, they're so they're using the authority that they get because of emergency, but they're not using that same authority for emergency. So since it's an emergency, we should all be able to help, but they're still kind of making it a benefit to them to not tell other people.
3: Correct, and the problem with an EUA and emergency use authorization, the, the the whole concept behind that is that if there's no FDA approved vaccine and you, we need something quickly, which I I agree that we do. Like the, I have no quarrel over the over COVID-19 being considered a national emergency, we can talk about duration in a different context. but I think it's pretty objective that this is a national emergency, that they have the right to use their, their, their emergency powers. I'm not gonna argue that it's not a pandemic. I mean, thousands of people have died, but when you're trying to promulgate a vaccine and you have an EUA, the purpose of an EUA is strictly so you can get a drug that's not FDA approved to people. However, it comes with certain conditions that have to be placed on it. One of which that's most critical is under 21 USC, uh, 360 BBB three, which says that you have the option to accept or refuse the vaccine recipients have the option. It's it's essentially saying like, Hey, look, we got this available. We got some like preliminarily reviewed info data on it. It seems to be pretty safe. We can't promise you anything. Do you want it or not? It's up to you. That's how an EUA works versus an FDA approval drug is saying, okay, what is your reason for not taking this? Because you could be a danger to, to the overall public, which is why it's been approved nor previously the, the 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 case with vaccines also goes back to 1905 just so you guys know it's not like a recent type thing but there's a difference between the two criterion and what they're doing is it's like a baby that you're trying to feed your baby at the table and he won't open his mouth so you take a chicken wing and put it in front of his mouth and all of a sudden his eyes light up and his mouth opens wide and dad comes in with the airplane spoon and applesauce that's exactly how it is because people think they're getting the fda approved vaccine but you can't be getting the FDA approved vaccine because the FDA approved vaccine doesn't so exist.
0: This, so I mean, to kind of dumb this down a bit.
3: I would say, just to clarify, exist in the sense that it is not available correct. to the public. I'm not saying it's this non-existent mythical unicorn.
0: So the public has been taking vaccine number one, but the FDA approved vaccine number two, essentially, or a different one. And this one is not available to the public, even though all the press releases are like, the FDA has approved the vaccine. And then also is it you have this vaccine that people are taking, but twenty percent of the ingredients of this vaccine is undisclosed and we do not know what is in this vaccine.
3: And it's and it's protected under B4, which is a trademark. So 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 my thing is I, I, I'm not saying any of those ingredients that are missing are good or bad, and I believe that the Combranity vaccine is probably highly effective.
1: Sure. That's that's irrelevant. What matters is that one is 10 ingredients, one's 11. They're not the same thing. And we're being told that something's been approved and that's an outright lie.
3: And if people don't believe that I have a whistleblower and I have this information, it's going to come out where I have an audio recording of a medical physician lying to one of my clients and telling them that it's FDA approved and point blank calls him out and says this is the camaraderie vaccine i want to see the vial and he says oh oh no no he's like oh so it's under eua it's not actually FDA approved." to prove that well see they think we're stupid they don't think we're going to be able to figure this out
1: right well you know like life insurance agents and other types of insurance agents you have to explain things in a way that can be understood by the client it's literally part of like the the, the legal things you have to sign when you're getting into selling insurance mm-hmm. and stuff is that you have to make sure that you're saying it in a way that is clear to understand for them, not just in a way that seems to be true. And it's like, that's, that's another huge like infraction morally in what we're seeing right now is that they're not even being truthful. But then if they were being truthful, they'd have to explain it the way that you just did. One of them has 11. One of them has 10. They aren't the same. The one with 10 got not approved. The one with 11 got approved and you can't get it yet. Yep.
3: And that's, that's what we're facing. So I filed suit. I alleged uh, a, a good chunk of claims. I, I sued them under due process, equal protection. I sued them under the emergency youth, uh, the emergency use authorization, which is under the Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act. i sued them under Refra, the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, um, and 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 I'm just going to see what happens with it. I mean, it, it's it's abjectly wrong. Yeah, and the scary part is they're going
1: so fast with it that it's hard to keep up with it because you got people like yourself that are going, "All right, if this is the battle, then sign me up. I'll get in the trenches in this particular niche." And then 6 months from now, we've got three new problems unrelated to any of this, and half of the people that should have been looking at your stuff because they were unvaccinated, they had to, they had to quit their job. So they're never going to see you you get what I'm saying? It's like the whole thing's going to implode before any before anything can be done. I I just, I wonder, I wonder Jordan, what the constitutionally like, so it, when it comes to the constitution, uh, Mike, Mm -hmm. what is some of the things that are clearly infractions? Like I understand that in polio, they issued fines and stuff like that. If you didn't get the vaccine and all that, but like, what about the person who literally just says, I will not concede control to the government of my bloodstream under any circumstances.
3: So the first claim is under, the first time I allegedly under substantive due process, a substantive due process claims um, are, are essentially what it is, is that when you have a fundamental right, okay, so there's something to be given to you from the constitution. It starts off with life, liberty and property. Those are the three that are enumerated. There is no enumerated as in written by the founding fathers in the constitution, right to privacy. However, it has been developed through case law. It's gone through a, a lot of various arenas where it dealt with marriage. It dealt with whether it's lawful to possess pornography within the home. It dealt with abortion, which is the main privacy right and the privacy interest there, where they, they rely upon. And, and it is true. And in fact, I used Roe v. Wade in my in my case. I cited Roe v. Wade and I said, look how look how important the right to privacy is, because now you're either now I'm putting the courts and pinching them to say, okay, if if there's a right to privacy, it's it's either going to be my case or Roe v. Wade. Which one of them are you going to take down? because you can't have it both ways. If you're gonna say that you have a right to privacy to kill another human being within your body, then you should sure as hell have enough right to not have something forcibly injected into you. I mean, if you get pulled over for a DUI, why is it that cops can't just draw your blood right there? Even if they have probable cause and you're falling over drunk and they can smell it on you with a handle in the front, they still need to go to a magistrate and get a warrant before they, uh, before they, they, they conduct an, uh, an intra, uh, an invasive search into your body. Why? because you have rights. But all of a sudden, as soon as you create a fear pandemic, which is truly the biggest issue is the fear pandemic, then it gets, gets vitiated and it's ignored. So once you have a fundamental right to privacy and bodily integrity, the, the, the issue is that you have to review it. They can They can still do something that infringes on that right. However, the standard by which the government can infringe on it is strict scrutiny. You have three different levels of constitutional review. Lois being a a rational basis to a legitimate government interest saying, that's like something there's a case that comes to mind about a guy wanting to pass out leaflets at the state fair. Well, they said, we don't want people littering. We're not targeting your religion. It was like a Jehovah's Witness. They're like, we're not targeting Jehovah's Witnesses and discriminating. We're saying across the board, no, nobody can pass out leaflets. I don't care if it's for a car wash. It's just no leaflets because we don't want litter on our state grounds. So that's a legitimate purpose Uh, and, and it's rationally related, but with strict scrutiny, it has to be what's called the most, it has to be narrowly tailored to a compelling government interest. So it's a two part test. Part one is what's the compelling government interest, which has been promoted as produced as as promulgating the public health. And in sec Def Austin's order, it said to have a healthy military. So, okay. You want to have people healthy. That's the compelling interest. It's something only the government can do. And the government has to do it only and has to so I would agree that that is something that's placed on, on the government, and that is a legitimate, compelling interest in the sense of what it's advertised to, to be. Now, the problem, though, is the means to the ends, the vehicle, how are you getting from A to B, which they're using is, is vaccination. So if you're going to try to achieve public health, it has to be done in the most narrowly tailored means, which is defined as the, 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 the um, most, or excuse me, the least restrictive means possible the least restrictive means there can't be any other alternative that's easier to do it. so if you're trying to promote Let the t- public health
1: any of the other stuff that works
3: why is it that it's 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 over broad for example if something's over broad then it's not narrowly tailored over broad could be an overly inclusive well why is that well if you already have natural immunity which has been proven to be over 99% effective repeatedly in numerous different studies, yet the best and most effective vaccine has been proven to be up to 95% effective in its clinicals. So I'm not saying that's a bad rate if it doesn't kill you itself. They're ignoring the Bayer's reports that I have plenty of. I mean, I can show you the number of deaths. I think it's over 20,000. But the the issue is if the vaccine doesn't kill you, you're safe. And the likelihood of it actually killing you or having any adverse effects against you is very
0: small. At least in the short term, because we really don't know what could happen in the long term.
3: Correct. I'm saying right now you're safe as in, you know, like you could have an eye on your forehead in the, you know, five years from now. I'm not, I don't know what's going to happen. There's also a lot of issues with fertility and sterility. Uh, you know, we don't know yet, which is why vaccines don't get past this quickly because often once you hit the vaccination FDA approved status, they rely back on that Jacobson case from 1905 and they forcibly inject everyone with it. But the, the, going back to the, the least restrictive means necessary, if it is, Necessary, by the way, is defined as absolutely needed or no alternative. So the goal, again, safe, public, safety is achieved by not having COVID, not being able to transmit it. Antibodies that are naturally acquired give rise to the same safety. And also the CDC tried to be cute, and I almost got deleted off Instagram for calling them out for it, where they changed on September 1st, 2021, they changed the definition of vaccination. Vaccination. It said the act of injecting a vaccine into the body to provide immunity against the disease. But on September 1st, they changed it to a, the act of injecting a vaccine into the body to provide protection against All right, the so disease. I, I want
0: you to repeat that again, because that's big. So what did... so, th- so you- September 1st, this year,
1: they changed it from the definition of vaccine was something that was supposed to provide immunity. And now it just says provide protection.
3: Correct. So they help my argument because i'm saying oh vaccination is the me- is the mechanism and it quote provides protection so step 1 vaccine step 2 protection provided by pr- pri- by vaccination step 3 protection equals safer public oh well guess what you can get rid of the vaccine now because i can show you with evidence what provides protection against the disease yep technically speaking since it's immeasurable if you had 0.1% chance better wouldn't that qualify as protection? Do you wear a helmet because you're now bulletproof? No, but it might stop it a little bit. So what's the definition? Where's the standard? And then that's, what, that's the issue with definitions. That's the issue with relying on these agencies where they change things, just like with gender dysphoria. They just deleted it and said, it's no longer a mental disability. Well, okay, I didn't realize all I had to do was open up your little dictionary there, highlight the definition in word cancer, and all of a sudden it's gone. That's not how it works. You don't just delete things. You might not recognize them the same way through the english language which is used to communicate thoughts or meanings but it doesn't necessarily mean that it goes away you can't just delete reality exactly and that's what they're trying to do uh,
0: that's exactly what they're trying to do now we got about 10 minutes left before we got to end this so there's two main things i want to ask you number one um you know we're a lot of people because of all of this they are it they are not easily trusting these big farm organization big tech it feels like we're all lying Or they're all lying to us or they're trying to hide something i mean do you trust pfizer as a company as i mean they're one of the main leaders for this distribution um you know you were talking last night about some of the guys on the board are run by the ccp or they're on the board what can you say about pfizer
3: well well i'm well let me let me first start with i don't believe in any way that massive corporations were ever founded with the Facebook's the only one that I'll put an asterisk on that were founded with the intent to have malfeasance. I don't think that big pharma or anyone that's involved in the big pharma industry to a significant degree goes to work every morning saying, how can I kill the world? I don't think that they want to do that. And I think that we, we would be ignorant to ignore the significant number of benefits that these big corporations do provide to people. I think it's actually something that people need to recognize. A lot of conservatives will, will talk about small business and there's a lot of hatred. That's one of the areas that a lot of people on both sides agree on is anti-corporation or anti-big business. Well, well, just because they made it doesn't mean you you, you, you should hate on them. However, when there are certain people that get into certain positions of power and the level of authority that is unchecked and remains unchecked, example, Dr. Fauci. That's where you run into problems. So I think it's wrong to shed light on a corporation and have an opinion as to whether you trust the corporate entity as opposed to a bad actor that's within it. And there are sixty nine members of the CCP on the board of invest on the investment board of Pfizer. Now, do I have any a, any information as to what that has done or has not done or what that has caused? I don't know. I'm just saying you know, sixty nine people. Is,
1: but there is a very interesting connection from any business people in China to the government of China there's an apps. there's a direct tie that you basically have to submit to whatever they want you to do and they have a right to invade all your privacy and all that with intellectual property and is- and all that stuff. Isn't that true about China?
3: Yeah, I mean, the relationship between the Chinese individual that is sitting on the board and the relationship that the government has is essentially using that person as a, as a proxy pass-through entity into the board that they can just see through. I understand that. and And my thing is that I don't give answers I ask questions and I prevent evidence. It is for other people to decide. My opinion is irrelevant. It's what I can show. When I'm doing a trial, if I'm in front of a jury, I don't go up there and say, two plus two, the first number is two, right? And this is a multiple, uh, an additional uh, problem. Oh, and the second number is two. So now two plus two equals what? Four. No, I don't say four. I don't jam it down your throat. I let people decide for themselves. I literally just build the formula step-by-step step and say, look, we can all decide it's two. We can all decide this is a plus sign. There's another two, and now you got to add them together. What does it equal? That's not my job to conclude, because that's when you get slammed with other issues. But when you have 60 members of the board sitting on a company, then you have the joint chief of staff effectively commit what appears to be treason by warning them if there's going to be any militia attack for the United States. You had Secretary Blinken cheering China on earlier this year, and then all of a sudden, the same country that our Secretary of State and the head of our military have coddled, for lack of better terms, it has members on the board that have promulgated the drug that is being compelled by those same people, the SecDef essentially, to inject every single member of our United States military with the same drug that investors are on the board of directors from the corporation that produced it, who they've cheered along, when we already know the nefarious nature of China itself. So I'm just asking questions, but I can give evidence and I can back everything up and if you don't believe me, I just sued the president.
0: So, <laughs> well, the, the, Speaking of questions, because we got to wrap this thing up. We have five minutes. Up, so really quick, the number one question everyone is asking, which I'm sure you've gotten a million DMs about, is what are my rights if my corporation or my job basically says that you they're requiring the vaccine? What are their rights? Do religious exemptions, do medical exemptions, do they really work? Um, if, If I'm someone that, you know, I got a DM this morning, my husband's about to lose their job. They said that he has to be vaccinated three weeks from now. What do you tell that husband or that husband? What would you do in his situation?
3: So the biggest thing that people don't understand is that it's not the end. It's not the end of the road. Take it out of the context of COVID, take it out of the context of these timelines, put it into just normal circumstances. And the. The thing, the way it breaks down is that if you have a legitimate religious exemption, first off, I want to tell everyone, and I'm going to say this again, and I'm going to be very clear, do not abuse the religious exemptions or medical exemptions. Because right now, that's what we're hanging our hat on. That's what we're using to have. And if you start to abuse it, you know it's going to get taken away from us. We learned this in kindergarten. If you are not literally against abortion, you are not literally able to show your devout faith and that your closely held beliefs and you do genuinely believe that getting vaccinated is against your religion, do not rely on it because it's wrong and you're hurting other people. But if you do have those beliefs and you submit a religious exemption, your employer denies it. Then what you do is you would file a claim with the EEOC. You file what's called a form five. It's a simple form that you fill out with a charge of discrimination. You can submit them online. I'll put an example up on my website later just so people have another template. Uh, I also have a religious exemption template on my website that I'm making available for people for free. I, I mean, I'm doing everything I can to help everyone, but the, the, what it comes down to is you file the charge of discrimination with the EEOC. You have to wait until you get what's called a right to sue letter. If you don't wait and you just file a lawsuit, you're going to fail to exhaust administrative remedies and it's going to get dismissed. You can't do it. So go to the EEOC, wait till they give you a right to sue letter. The longest they can take is up to six months. On the 180th day, you can request the right to sue letter. And now you've actually statutorily exhausted your administrative remedies. Now you can file suit for discrimination under the ADA, under REFRA, under the Rehabilitation Act, under the First Amendment, under the free exercise clause, whatever you want to do. But that's how you have to go through that procedure. So the next step is hit your employer back with the discrimination charge with the EEOC. Likelihood is they're going to just tell you to you know, take a hike and they'll send you your exit letter and your right to sue letter quickly. And then even though they denied your claim, they're not a court, it's an administrative agency. And then you can actually proceed with filing a suit. And if we start hammering them with lawsuits, We will drain their pockets in litigation fees or we're going to get a positive ruling from some judge somewhere. So it's just about keeping the pressure on and fighting and don't give up. Don't back down. But do not, under any circumstance, just fold if you're truly against it.
1: But but are you saying the only thing that could be truly against it if you actually have a genuine religious belief? What if you genuinely are afraid for your political views that it's bad to give the government control of your bloodstream because of what we've just mentioned 15 seconds ago?
3: Well, so, so the problem with that is that right now political ideology isn't a protected class. So even though we can morally agree and we can philosophically agree on the fact that you should be able to defend your rights and, and, and refrain from following any law that you perceive as unconstitutional, just imagine the slippery slope on that. Whereas if everyone were permitted to not follow laws that they perceive to be unconstitutional, even though it was a legitimate and fully held belief... The, that's the issue that you run into because you have all these. We've already know what like sovereign citizens are like and things like that. Like we don't need to create another fringe group of that. So I, I so so yes is the answer to your question. It, it, only if you have a, a valid legal exemption, which is the, the the you you can challenge it under the the EUA statute, sit claiming that you're not given the option and you're being retaliated against for exercising the option to decline. But it's one of those things where if you really hone in on this, the religious and medical exemptions protect yourself, protect your family and litigate those out it's going to start to crack a hole in it and then we can go from there
0: okay so they first need to go to your website get a religious exemption if that if that is the or first you really need to say hey am i do i fall in this category because it does affect other people if you abuse the religious or medical exemption we can find this exemption at your website what is your website mike
3: it's YoderESQ.com. And the lawsuit I filed against uh, Biden is also on there. They're both under the resources tab.
0: YoderESQ.com. You can get the exemptions there. You can also see the lawsuit that he dropped today against the Biden administration. And then the website that you mentioned to file the lawsuit, is, you said EOS or another website?
3: E E O. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission it's the EEOC federal website and it's called a form five a charge of discrimination
0: eEOCcom um, gov oh, gov and you want to get a form five for everyone that is listening um, Yoder man dude thank you dude, we, we appreciate everything that you are doing again everyone that's listening speak truth without fear Come, go ahead and put in your email. Don't forget, we got the community event coming up next Wednesday night on September 29th, seven p.m. Eastern. Uh, me and Ross, we've been, we're excited because we have this platform that's going to be coming out pretty soon. We're going to be going through the Constitution together, learning our rights. Uh, I'm really, I'm stoked about it. We got a lot of cool stuff popping. So. Yeah, let,
3: let me know. I'll chip in if you guys want to have a little constitutional law class. Uh, you know, crash course oh. for a layperson just to understand your rights. I'll go over it.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, the Constitution class just like got leveled up, bro. <laughs> so yeah, we'll definitely talk about that. We got we got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, Ross, any final thoughts on your end?
1: Nah, man. Keep fighting, everybody. Don't get tired of doing what you know is right. You you were right the whole time. St- stay stay strong with your convictions,
0: and uh, and don't let people bully you right now. They want you to fear, but they do not fear. Stay strong. Keep fighting. We love you and we'll see you next week.